Welcome to Humans. I'm Luke McCredden, and this is episode 19. And wowee, where do I start with this one? This was a fantastic chat with Mark LeBusque. Uh, Mark is what he describes as a human manager. He spends most of his time um, mentoring in mentoring roles, trying to help and encourage individuals and teams and organisations, businesses, to be the best humans they can be. Mark's philosophy is fairly simple. Uh, Every human, every team, every organisation is unique, but the one thing in common is that we are all human. Uh, We could have talked for hours and hours and hours and hours, and I had such a great time chatting with Mark, and just um, I felt great after talking with Mark. It was so um, enlightening in a lot of ways. Um, There's a lot to take from it if you are in business, uh, but even just in everyday life. Uh, Mark's got a podcast, which is the Simply Practically Human podcast. Uh, He's also an author of two books, the first, Being Human, and the second, which was recently released, The Little Book of Human. Um, I urge everyone to check out Mark's work. You can jump on his website, www.marklebusque.com, which is mark, L-E-B-U-S-Q-U-E.com, but also Instagram, uh, at the human manager, um, Mark puts lots of great content on there. That, as I say, it's uh, it's enlightening in a lot of ways. You check out things he's got to say, and it's it's not over complicated. It's fairly simple, and the messages are fairly straightforward. It's we're all humans. Let's work out the best way to utilize the fact that we are human and, and live a better life and run a better organization. Anyway, I'll let you listen to this episode. It was a great chat. This is episode 19 with Mark LaBusque. It's taken a while, mate, but I'm, uh, I'm pleased to be here. It's good. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate you making the effort, mate. I know it's a crazy sort of a time at the moment, so <laughs> it's a... It's... Plenty of time up the sleeve, though, mate. You know, <laughs> usually, as I'm doing most of my work in a, um, in, a, in a room full of humans, there's not too many rooms we can get in other than our own rooms at the moment. I so. know. I know. It's a funny one. It's... Um, yeah, it's very much sort of when you're thinking about what you're up to for the week ahead or what's coming up, it's pretty easy to think about now because it's nothing, <laughs> not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. I've been recording five or six a week at the moment of my own because it's just a good time to be doing it when you're sitting around uh, trying to find things to fill time in. Yeah, it is. It is. And how's all your podcast going? So it's the Simply Practically Human podcast, am I? That's the one, That's the one. That's mate. The one. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's going pretty well. Look, I, don't, I haven't jumped into numbers and things like that. I mm. do get quite a bit of feedback from people who, who say, you know, they're surprised at how simple the 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 sharing is from the people I get on there, and how but how useful it's been for them. And that's the whole idea of it, mate. Yeah. Is that we spend so much frigging time trying to find the next complex thing, particularly in you know, say in the corporate world, and um, when these little really simple and practical things that we're sharing with them, they've, they've forgotten how to do it. So just, yeah. it's, a, it's a timely reminder, mate. So I think it's, it's gone quite well. Is that feedback, because I've listened to a bit of it and I've done a bit of work in some sort of corporate organisations um, 
and I love the messages that you put out there. And as as the title suggests, that a lot of it's fairly simple, you know. And and but it's but it's about. Um, I feel like it's about remembering that simplicity that that could be there. Is that the feedback you get? Is people overcomplicate things way too easily. Yeah, they do. So the feedback is very much that I'd forgotten how to be that way. Yeah. I've, I, my, my, I haven't been in corporate for 20 years as I was. We get so caught up in wanting to try and show people that we're smart and we're clever and that we mm. want to impress people that we forget that the really, really simple stuff, like yeah. saying hello to someone. Yep. You know, but when you're saying hello, asking them how their weekend was, understanding a bit more about their family and what they like to do outside of work. But when we just when we start to hook into that stuff because we believe it's the right thing to do, things start to yep. change. So, you know, I get often the comment when people come to my programs, Luke, they say to me, I can't believe that this stuff's really just simple common sense. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to sell you something that's no complex. This yeah. is just simple human Yep. Um, beings, being human, as in connecting, creating a sense of belonging. Um, and, you know, I'd say just giving a shit about each other, mate. And it's and funny it's, now, it, Luke, because it's happening. Yeah, it's fascinating. I was about to say what, what I think, um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a stressful time and a lot of people are, uh, you know, have lost jobs or businesses are, are struggling, which is really bad. But I think there'll be some positive to come out of this. And I think one of those positives will be, this is just my opinion and from my point of view, people are thinking differently now and they have to think differently because the world's changed and it's not going to be the way it was. Um, in some form or another, it will be a different normal when we get back to that, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Um, but but what, I, what I think will be a, a real positive to come out of it will be that, uh, and I've seen it, <clears throat> excuse me, with organisations that I'm involved in, the you know that whether it be a CEO or the, the you know sort of management um, teams are starting to go. We need to be get back to realizing that um, you know if my team are working from home, it's going to be a, they're not it's not an office environment. So we have no. to their, their home is where they're completely human. If they're now working from home, then that human element is there too. We have to appreciate that and understand that and accept it and take it on and embrace it, you know. So what I hope is that that um, attitude and and way of thinking comes back into, like I said, whatever the new normal will look like once people get back into their office spaces or their, you know, wherever they're working. Yeah, I hope that sort of mindset goes back there as well because I think it's a positive one. Yeah, look, I think so. I think... um the term that I've coined for whatever it looks like is I think we should get away from calling stuff business as usual. And yep. I like the term business unusual. And, <laughs> and, 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 and my hope is for this stuff to stick because, because, you know, I'm going to also say something else here amongst all of the optimism and the positivity, there's a realism that mate, we've worked under an old management system that's been in place for a hundred years so, we're, so from the days when we used to stand in a production line, things in and do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, the big issue is that that system has rewarded people for the last hundred years, even up to three weeks ago, four weeks ago. It was still rewarding people for behaving in a certain way. Yeah. The great challenge is that if it's business as usual, that behaviour will slowly, almost like, you know, it's it's just going to be a slow 
um, move back towards that that way of being. I'm even hearing some things already that tell me that some people are finding it really hard to lose that more robotic technical way of managing people than than stepping into what you explained before, which which is our great opportunity. So, so we need to be conscious of that. And the other thing I'd say to that is. Um, we will put a lot of pressure on managers and leaders to be different. Mm. But I, I want to also say this is if your managers and your leaders give you the opportunity to be different, you better take that opportunity as well, because this yeah. is a, this is a collective mate. This isn't about um, if the manager says it's okay to be more human, I'm going to be more human. Yeah. Um, it's also about this. If, if I'm seeing the manager or my leader behave in a way that is not, once we get back into business unusual, it's not what we were doing when we were going through the turmoil. I'm going to be courageous and brave enough to call that out as well. So for this thing to work, um, it's a two-way street because at the end of the day, mate, strip titles out, strip hierarchy out Mm. and all that crap. Um, If we take it back to what we're all human, we all want to connect. We all want to belong. Um, So, you know, I think everyone's got a role to play. I just think we've got to be really careful about putting all of the pressure onto the managers. Yep. And I think as human beings, we've got to take some responsibility here to say, and I love this term, um, a Harvard lecturer that I did some work with back in 2014. He says, what's your part in the mess? So we've all got a part in the, this mess that's going on mm. and we've all got a part in understanding our part in the mess when we get through it and making sure that that we change in some way do you think there's um do you think there'll be a i won't struggles a a big term but like a a challenge maybe is a better word to find what your part is in the mess the greatest challenge with that is 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 us because um we are very good at turning the mirror outwards yeah so as I explained it before, this is the great challenge here, um, Luke, is that the hardest work we ever have to do is look back towards ourselves and say, before I start to blame others for, for my woes or what's going on in the world, I must first look at my part in the mess. And, and this is one of the great challenges in development work for human beings is most of the work we get in corporates is, is the looking outwards work. It's how do we manage our teams better? How do we have difficult conversations? How do we manage up and all this stuff? We do very little work on the management of self. Yeah. So I think well, the other opportunity right now is that, that let's, not, um, let's not get caught up in the blaming of others for where we're at. Let's get caught up in, let's have, this is a great chance for us all just to stop and go, what is it about me that's not working at the moment before I start to, you know, before yep. I say that Luke's the problem because mm. if he was just better, if he was better at this, then I'd be a better person. I sort of say stuff that if I must be contributing something that's not allowing this relationship to work. So I think that's the hardest, that's the hardest work we've got to do at the moment. And, you know, yeah. it goes with everything, mate. But, but at the moment in particular, we've got a bit of um, think time. Yep. I suggest to people that they, you know, they stop and reflect for five or 10 minutes a day and just go, what am I doing today that's not useful anymore? And in the spirit of adaptation, what part of my DNA am I going to discard because it's not going to work in the new, in the new way? Yeah, it's, um, it's something that 
I've found really interesting following your Instagram, Mark, your Instagram pages, which is the human manager. Uh, yeah. Each morning, I don't know whether it's every morning, but it, um, certainly there's a bit of a back catalogue now of some really great. They're basically what you what you're putting out there is a one liner. Then you're obviously explaining a bit around it, but there's there's been some great ones, and there was one recently about leadership um, and about the word leadership and whether or not it's a it's just a verb, you know, it's an action rather than a title, you know, an entitlement or something like that, and and that. Um, Look, I think all of what we're saying here will sort of blend into each other, but there's just some of those things that I've found, and I urge people to jump on Instagram and and follow Mark, the human manager. It's at the human manager. Um, it's just you know, it's it's doesn't have to be one of those things that you uh, that you swear by, but it certainly it pricks your ears up and it makes it just makes your brain tick. Uh, and and I th- I've found it great. And obviously, the feedback you're getting, you've mentioned a couple of times in those videos, is that. It is making people think, and and the leadership one is a really big one, I think. Yeah, look, I I learned a very valuable lesson, mate. As a, um, I, so I've had two careers in the corporate as a very ambitious, I'll say in inverted commas, leader that I was as a sort of mid to late twenties, and um, and and I thought I was a leader because that's the title I was given, and yeah. um, and then I got to go to the the leadership offsites, and I got to go to the leadership meetings, and all this sort of stuff, but. Like until I did something, until I actually acted in some way, took some sort of action, mm. really what I was, it was an authority figure that was authorised to do certain things. And and I think this is another great time for everybody to say, what is my opportunity today to demonstrate? And I say demonstrate an act of leadership because um, we've got to stop confusing leadership with hierarchy and with title. Yep. Um, we've got to stop calling people leaders. You know, all this stuff, I, I get particularly pissed with um, with elite sport and they have leadership teams. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? What about if you've got six on your leadership team, what about the, let's say AFL, what about the other 38 on the list? What yeah. are they? Yeah. Is it, uh, is are, it, they, are they just followers? Yeah. Is it encouraging a bit of laziness? Is it encouraging a bit of, oh, well, he, he's a leader, he'll look after it? You well, know. there's two things. It encourages laziness on their side, but it also discourages their development of the people who aren't seen as leaders. But the other thing that it does, to my point before, Luke, is it puts enormous pressure on on the few. So mm. one of the things that I want people to be thinking about through this time and, and past this time, like it's not like let's get through this with a new way and then we'll go back to the old way, is what am I doing today to demonstrate Leadership, and I'll give you a simple example. It might well be that you're on a um, you're on a meeting on a Zoom call today with your team, and your act of leadership today might be that you actually challenge the boss. The boss might say something, and you might say, you know, have you considered this? I, I you know, I think we should look at a different way here. Um, that's an act of leadership. Yeah. You are challenging someone. Um, simple things like that. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to be coming up with a new great strategic plan. Mm. It's it's little things that you do. It's supporting people at the moment. It's making that phone call to someone to go, hey, I've got a mate at the moment who I haven't heard from for three or four days and I'm getting quite worried about him. It's like when I usually send him a WhatsApp message or whatever, he's responding straight away. And, you know, so for me, my acts of leadership at the moment are around care yep. and, um, you know, I hope I hear from him today because it's just – I don't think anything's – bad happened to him but you know it's not like him so yeah yeah 
my act of leadership today might be about caring for another human being. It doesn't have to be a, I don't have to sign up a million dollar deal. Yeah, or, yeah. It doesn't have to be a you know what I mean? corporate sort of uh, an action or a strategic sort of no. business action, but just any form. It's a, it's a great point and it's a, it's one that can be um, and should be um, taken up in life as well. You know, it's not necessarily just a, just a business related action. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's, one of those things that, uh, and this is a great example of one of those times in life where um, there is real unknown. No one knows what's going on. Everyone's a little bit uncomfortable with it despite what anyone says. There's no way that you could sit back and be cool about what's happening at the moment. It's, it's, it's a, it's, and, you know, a lot of people uh, have really had their anxiety flared up or, you know, it, it yeah. can cause all, trigger all sorts of things. So, um, you know, that, that leadership in just, as you said about you know messaging, getting in touch with your mate, um, I think you know you, you see it a bit across the board at the moment. You're seeing a lot of people reaching out and doing the group Skype calls, Zoom calls, or whatever it is, and I think that's great. Um, but it does take someone to do that. Yeah. Uh, in business, in or you know, and we'll talk, I suppose, a, a larger business, maybe a corporate business. I, I dare say people get intimidated about actually making that standing up and and you know putting out there an act of leadership um what i mean are there any advice any bits of advice for someone who's in a position where they could but they probably don't because that's just yep. they're uncomfortable with it yeah absolutely so um the first thing is and it's got to again Luke, be looking back towards yourself is if you are going to demonstrate some sort of act of leadership so let's say we go back to the one of you hear something it's it's challenging your beliefs and, and you, you may have a different idea. So you want to share that, but you're thinking, oh, shit, I'm about to say this to, to my boss. Um, one of the things you've got to think about straight away is, is what's my intention here? Um, am I doing this from a place of good intention? Am I doing this from a place where I want to, by saying this comment, I'm going to help our group make progress. So I think that's where you've got to, you've got to start from yeah. is, is this going to be useful for the group? And, 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 you know, that's it. That's a bit of a, what I call the two A's here, Luke, is first of all, the first of the A's is being the awareness part. Mm. I've got to be, am I got to be aware that this is going to be useful? And then the second part of that is what I call adjustment, which is adjusting what you would usually do yep. in that moment, which might be, and people will get this. Like I'm, they're sitting in a meeting, they want to say something but something tells them not to do it because they need, they need to keep themselves safe because we're a survival species. And then here's what happens. Someone else in the room about two minutes later says exactly <laughs> the thing that you were going to say. Yeah. And everyone in the room's like genius. Yeah. Like that was such a good thing. Now I've, I've done that. It's, you sit there and you're like, bloody, why didn't I say yeah. it? And I think you got to go back to that. What's my part in the mess again? I didn't say it because I was looking at the person out there rather than looking at myself. So I think you've got to go back to that intention piece. I think the other thing is that, um, you know, we've got to get past this. This old system is very much based on hierarchy and command and control. Mm. And, you know, if, if we are going to go into a new world of business unusual, it's going to take some people to step into a space and go, the person across the room from me is a human being. Um, they crave connection and belonging and, and all of the things that I want. They want things to be good. They're not trying to screw our business up. They're mm. not trying to screw me over. So 
I'm going to say this thing because I think it's going to be useful yep. for them to hear it. And so I guess my second point is start seeing people as human beings yep. and not as titles, yeah. I've, I've, the hierarchy, all that stuff. I've heard um, in a few of few episodes on your podcast, um, you discussing the hierarchy thing and the label and the, you know, um, a title. Um, and it's an interesting one. It's one that I've brought to the table a couple of times with various um, things in business. but it's it's a tricky one for people to get their head around because I think you strive and there's been a I guess an attitude or a, and it's something that is basically you learn to work all your life to be one of these titles so so it's yeah. it's breaking that down um, and having you know having the the realization and the and the I suppose the um, the guts to say you know as someone who might be in one of these positions that's to try and break it down. And, and we talk, we've spoken a bit about silos within businesses and how there's very yeah. much, it's very much, a, it can be a real problem. Um, yeah, absolutely. And quite often it, it needs to be someone to, from the top to break themselves down as a, as a, as a label and then, and then assist in breaking those silos down. And um, yeah, I just think there's a real mentality about it. That's that. Yeah. I guess it's almost going back to, but this is what we are told to do. We're told to work all our lives to become a whatever it may be, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. So let's go back to, let's go back to the system I talked about before, the 100-year-old system, which promotes technical competence. And so, you know, for instance, if I, was, I, if I look at my career, I started loading planes and driving trucks for TNT on an afternoon shift. And, I, you know, because I could, technically put the parcels in the right place and pick them up at the right time. They promoted me into a customer service role. And then I was called a customer service supervisor. And then because I could find the missing parcel, then they made me, they called me a manager and then they put me into sales and I could sell stuff. So ultimately I get to a thing called a state manager. And that's really what I, that's what I wanted. I wanted the title was going to define me. Yeah. And I think in, in what you said before with our opportunity, our opportunity at the moment is that, Titles should no longer define us. And, I, you know, the beauty at the moment is I'm getting on Zoom calls and that. We're not going around the room and saying, I'm Mark Labusk, the founder of marklabusk.com. Here's three points from my CV. And we're not doing that anymore. We're just getting on there and, hey, how's things going for you in your new environment? Uh, you know, it's pretty challenging and I'm finding it hard. And so we're not, we've lost the identity being what's written on our business card yeah. and the identity we're looking at today, mate, which, which I hope we can hang on to some of this is, you know, it's, I want to know Luke as the human. Yeah. How you going, mate? What's going on for you? So, so this is why I say the system being so strong that the system will try and find its way to, to, to work its way back in. Yeah. We've got to be able to do as um, human beings is not become too optimistically naive to go, this will all just change now. Yep. But in the moments when we feel like there's something happening that's sending us back the other way, that's our leadership opportunity to go, hang on a minute, what, what just happened then? I think we've just got back into mm. silos. We've just got back into talking about departments or, yep. You know, and that's, that is the leadership opportunity. Now, you know, you've got to make a choice, mate. To, to take that. And, and I'm going to say this, um, the great acts of leadership happen when people decide to go first. And, and, and what I've seen in my work in the last six years is 
sometimes the people who walk into my room who someone says they're not really a leader, I want you to make them one, they're the ones that shine when you start to do the work in a very humanistic way because they've just been waiting for their opportunity yeah. to, to do that. So I guess my point there is maybe this change with the hierarchy thing's not going to come from who you think it's going to come from. Yeah. It might actually come from the middle of the business, the engine room, or lower down. Yep, just need that opportunity. Yeah, and 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 that's where managers have to be vulnerable enough at times to say, you know what, I actually don't know the answer to this, but I'm sure someone in the room does, and that's when you give people permission. Yep. To to step into their leadership. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's a good point, and you're right. And hopefully, that's the that's the angle we take um, coming out of out of what we're in at the moment and um you know like i'm sure there's going to be many many businesses and companies that embrace it um and hopefully the majority do because i think you've we've got to take that on and we've got to take this opportunity to start thinking differently hey everyone luke here i just wanted to jump in quickly and let you know that humans podcast has a facebook group that you can be a part of i urge everyone to come and join and also on instagram humans underscore podcast search us follow me it's great thank you bye it's almost like a um, opening up the floor, isn't it? And 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 trying to look at a room of um, and uh, you literally look at rooms of, of um, companies, but just as a in your mind, if you know, picturing a you're, you're the company that you work, work for all in one room, but with no title or label, yeah, and then discussing yeah. things then and seeing how different that would actually sound. Mate, I run an activity. I run activities with um, companies at conferences where we literally, for about ninety minutes, um, we watch a little video uh, of people who don't know each other getting together and answering some questions. And then for the next sort of 75, 80 minutes, I, I do like a speed dating thing, and people just go around and, and for four or five minutes talk to each other about a simple question like, "What have we got in common?" Um, you know, first love of your life, life changing moments, yeah. and it's amazing, mate, the connection that's built in 75 minutes because we've dropped all of the yeah. the titles and the hierarchy and all the formality and we've just gone back to the basics of um, I just found out that I've got something. You know, it's yeah. like how we met. Yeah. We've met through a yeah. through a connection, through a connection. Yeah. Um, so, you know, taking it back to, to that, and I love what you said, if you open up the floor in your business and you just say, like, right now there are no titles, yeah, they're all humans in this room. Let's get to know each other at a at a human level. You will be amazed at how that builds connection in a business. You know, the other thing with connection um, that that we that I've done and we've we've found has been amazing um, is if you're working in a building and let's just say there's fifty you know people in this in this particular um, company working in the, the same building, um, rather than use the current technology to fire off an email to someone who's 30 metres away from you, standing up and walking over there and saying, oh, hey, Mark, um, just got a question for you. That alone is actually something that's quite amazing because before you know it, you go, oh, you're wearing a Chicago Bulls hat. You follow the NBA, do you? And bang, you've got this this weird relationship that is not possible one bit if you're just banging off emails or, or even jumping on the phone a lot of the time. It's, it's that personal connection. Um there's something in that too that I'd you know I'd love to I'd love to see more of in just you know whether it's business or just even life. 
Absolutely. So, you know, connection and belonging are the two, you know, let's get outside of the first one of surviving because we're a survival species. Yep. We're a tribal species. Connection of what you've said now is, is really one of the rules that I talk to my clients about is that the first thing we do is we do it face to face. Yep. And if we can't do it face to face, well then, you know, we use technology like we've got here, but if we're in, or if we can't do that, we then use an email. Um, the sad thing about the misuse of technology, because there's so much great, uh, like we're doing oh, now with sure. technology, yeah. is is that it's it's the it's the easy way for people to not create a human to human connection by just you know firing off emails. And there's unfortunately there's still a lot of that going on right now. As I'm hearing, it's like emails seem to have gone through the roof at the moment. You know, and, and emails copying the world in as well. Um, yeah. The ability for, um, for for me to get up off my ass and go and walk across um, the other side of a building and then say to someone, hey, I just wanted to check in with this thing. I don't quite understand what you meant here. And by the way, yeah, I saw there's a photo of, of your dog on the thing or there's a photo of your kids yep. or whatever it might be. It's like, hey, tell us a bit about the yeah. dog. Oh, you know, I've got, I've got one similar. And then you get into a conversation. But the other thing I'll say here too, mate, is, when you do that, you better bloody beat it. Don't go and do it yeah. as a compliance-based activity because yeah. here's the other thing for humans, and you'll know this, we've got the most amazing bullshit detectors. <laughs> and if we if we sniff bullshit in someone doing that as a compliance-based activity, um, the relationship is destined to, to, to not connect and it will fail very, very quickly. So I guess my point here in connection with what you said, the simple act of walking over there is if you're going to do it, Make sure you're invested. Yeah. And make sure that you are present when you were there doing that, uh, doing that work. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that, and doing it, doing it half-assed or you know not not really meaning it is the the negative implication is far worse than <laughs> than even just not doing it at all. So yeah, yeah. And that's something for managers to be really conscious of. And look, not just managers, but even with your families at the moment, like you know. This, we, we get we get trained almost at times to here's how we here's how to have that conversation here's how to build the connection mm. it's like follow these three steps mark and it'll be really cool it's like no 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 um the person will know really quickly yeah if you're in for the conversation or if you're just there to to, to kill some time or even worse you get caught on the hop and it's like oh I better say something here. <laughs> oh, um, how was how how is your weekend? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Okay, so now let's get on with yeah. the work. Don't do that. No, no. And it, look, it's it's not um, it quite, it's funny because I think that personal element is uncomfortable for a lot of people these days. Um, but what and and you know, growing up, I was really really shy kid really shy like yep. really really shy and it wasn't until I was probably early 20s that I worked with a um a, a group of people that really helped me um I suppose be me and and, and let and yep. let me just sort of have my say and and taught me that um it's no such thing as a stupid question just put it out there um if it if it's no good it's no good move on doesn't matter mm. um so you know gradually build up a bit more um but then you know doing things like this um what i've found is oh, and, and look we're talking about face-to-face interactions obviously that's what i'd love to be doing right now but given the current situation we can't be doing that these these um last few episodes i've done and the next few um are obviously all going to be sort of remotely like this so that's fine but 
what I've found is when you actually start having a conversation, whether it be someone in the workplace or or you and I recording a podcast or some um, a mate you've known for 20 years, it doesn't take long in that conversation before it's completely natural and, and you, you, yeah. your nerves or your sort of you know feeling a bit uncomfortable about having that conversation just disappear because once you but as you say it's got to be genuine so you, you know like you said before if it's a forced conversation then it'll turn to shit straight away but when you if you yeah. if you invest in a, in having a chat to anybody whether it's 5 minutes or an hour it's actually the the yeah it's it's easy <laughs> it's 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 interesting you know you talked before about um the shyness and it's funny at the moment that they say introverts are ruling the world now. It's, this is their time because they're socially <laughs> isolated and that, that's just, this is their world. Yeah. And then the extroverts are struggling. I know I'm struggling as a, I'm going to say as an ambivert. All right. <laughs> right. Um, I was, a, I, I was a very, I would say I was a pretty shy kid when I was younger yeah. and, and, and I still find when I go into certain situations, if I'm comparing, if I'm looking in a room, Luke, and I'm looking at people and I'm starting to compare I not know what their title is yeah. or that they've been to a, a certain university or whatever like that, that will start to send me back towards introversion yep. again. Yep. Um, so, so I guess what I look at there is like, I use this, this silly term. I say comparison corrodes confidence. And, and if you're an introverted person who lacks a bit of confidence and you also then walk into the room and start to compare yourself with who's in there, you're on a hiding to, to nothing. So, it's, it's easy for me to say this, but, you know, start to think about the fact that you're in that room. Don't be comparing yourself to people. Yeah. You're in the room. Go and just start a conversation with someone. And look, and, and don't sort of hide and shrink into the corner because if you, the more you hide and shrink into the corner, um, the more people are actually going to look at you and be like, oh, like, yeah, that's awkward. I'm not going to go towards that person. Yep. Um, and maybe if, you know, I still think I'm a reasonably introverted person who, as you've been through some development stuff too, is you've got to step into it and feel uncomfortable with yep. it. Like I shit myself, mate. I get to stand on a stage yeah. and I'm about to say something and, I, and I'm and i like, oh, I hope, they get, I hope they're going to like me. And what <laughs> if I say something that's not, what if I get something wrong? Yeah. And what if there's someone in the room who knows more than me? And And then I say to myself, well, like you've made this choice to be here. Get up there and say what you think. And yep. If that happens, it happens, and usually it's it's pretty good. So, I think we need to think more about this ambivert yeah. thing. There's an there's a, there's an introvert, there's an ambivert, and then there's an extrovert. Um, I'd like to think we can play more in the middle, yep. and then go where we need to go to. Again, be aware and adjust yeah. to go to where we need to. But I also know people are just there. People are some are just really really naturally shy and if you see those people and you're a good human being your active leadership is to find a way to help them find their voice totally totally great advice um that comparison piece that you were talking about um is such a um a beast that this and you know uh, i still do it and I still have to stop myself and say don't worry about it so whether it's like this podcast for example um if I listen to some of my favorite podcasts, I think, what am I doing? This is, this is great. What am I doing mine for? You've got to stop yourself. And it's so easy to do that comparing to others. And it's so, I think, I think it's a natural thing that most people do at some point. But 
yeah, getting over that is a really tricky one. And in in the in the workplace, it's no different. Well, you know what? I don't think we can ever get over it because you just you just nailed it beautifully. It's something that's within us. So we can't get over it, but we've just got to become aware of it. And this goes back to this idea of awareness and adjustment. It's like, okay, I've walked into a room. I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. In 2014, I went and did, a, did an eight-day program at Harvard Kennedy Business School in Boston. You know, I like to throw in the fact I've been to Harvard, <laughs> even though I'm a bogan. They allow bogans into Harvard <laughs> University. And you, can, you can hang on to that. Worst, you can hang on to that for the rest of your life. No one can take that away from you. <laughs> I love it, mate. And the the, the 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 very biggest mistake I made, Luke, before I went, is they sent us an online um, list of all the people that were there for the course who were going to be there, and their qualifications. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm reading through it, and I've got like second in charge of the special forces in the U.S. Army. <laughs> um, you've got uh, eminent professors from other universities. You've got the second in charge of the Chicago police, and then you've got this guy called Mark LaBusque, who's called the um, manager of sales performance and development <laughs> at Australia Post, and and I'm I'm flying over there, and I'm th- thinking to myself, I'm definitely going to be the, I'm going to be the the weakest link, the, the stupidest person in the room. So those are the stories I kept telling myself on the on the way over. This was a very big moment for me in the room. I decided, look, I'm just going to be who I am and say what I think needs to be said. And that's one of the big reasons I am where I am today is because I actually stepped into something that I was shitting myself yeah. about. And, and people were like, wow, like you're, you're leading a lot of our conversations in this room. And uh, it's because I put the titles away yep. and just went, just have a go, see what happens. So, yeah. And that, that, that goes. being, you know, that, that um, being true to yourself and being honest um, is something that people pick up on as well. If you went in there and pretended oh, to be um, a professor of, you know, or a, you've led an army in Australia or something, people would look at you and go, no, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Because you, you just look like a baby, yeah. mate, so you know you not, yeah. not physically, but I just mean you, you can see, you can read through yeah. people that are, you know, um, in their certain fields. If you try to get to, you know, speak on their level, it's, they just look at you and say, no, you're not, this isn't honest there's there's no truth to this if you go in there and say i've never i don't know anything about um you know the navy seals or i'm not a professor professor of any science or anything like that but here's what i think you know to me if i'm sitting in the audience i'd go oh at least he's been honest and you know what he's i'm i'm hearing him i'm hearing who he is and i like this guy and my honesty on the very first um, afternoon that we were there now i'm not suggesting people go with this one because there's a, there's a very fine line between confidence and stupidity <laughs> as well. And uh, I remember our, our lecturer at the thing, he's a, he's, a, he's a great mentor for me now, a guy called Professor Marty Linsky. And he, he literally went around the room and he said to everyone, you know, what's your self-limiting belief and, and sort of what are you going to bring to the, the next eight days? And, and I reckon I was about second to last. And, and I, I think my self-limiting belief was about whether I would be worthy enough to be in the room. And then the thing about what are you going to do to, you know, create some impression? I said, I'm going to find the person in this room who thinks you're the smartest person and I'm going to set out about to mentally disintegrate them <laughs> over the eight days. <laughs> and I remember people looking at me like, because I had a um, bit of a buzz cut up at the top too. People were like, Jesus. So someone, 
someone came up to me in the dinner break and I was just sitting around people I had only just met and we were just talking and this lady walked up and she said to me, uh, lovely American uh, lady, she said, I want to just let you know I'm the smartest person <laughs> in the room. And I paused for a minute, Luke, and then I looked at her and I said, uh, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and they were all looking at me like, Jesus. And I think my point is this here is I actually, I think I went a bit, over the top on it. I tried to mask and hide my <laughs> fears that I was having by being really too bold. Yeah. Um, mind you, I did find that person in the room and I called them out at about day three. I said, you're the person and you need a mirror to look into because you, you, you don't understand what you're doing in this room. But at the same time, if I had my time over again, I might not have been as <laughs> stupid as what I might have, <laughs> I might have been at the no, time. It worked for you. It worked for you. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, I should talk to you about your books because you've just had one come out recently. You've just launched um, and, um, yeah, I want to encourage people to, to grab. There's two books that you've released now. Is that right? Yeah, there is. Um, the first one, so, so the, go to the first one. Uh, this is going to sound really salesy. You know, <laughs> I hate sounding salesy, but it's sort of like you've got to read the first one to understand the yep. second one. Gotcha. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't even set it, I didn't even set it up that way, but that's what yep. happened. Um, the first book, Being Human, is really about um, an experiment that I ran back in my time at Australia Post, which I in, really enjoyed working there. Still have some dear friends and colleagues, ex-colleagues there. I asked myself a question one day: was what would happen if I treated my people like human beings? So, for the next two years, I literally ran an experiment and, and unlearned everything I've been taught as how to manage people. You know, outputs, KPIs, all of these things that are important. Yeah. And I started looking at things like, you know, just simply giving them trust, helping them to get to where they really wanted to be in their mm. careers. White life balance was important. Yep. A lot of coaching and career development. So, so the first one sort of goes into the story of the two-year experiment. Yep. Um, and then the second book, which is called The Little Book of Human, um, Tales, Tools, and I Told You So's, is... Like I'm, I'm a bit preachy on this human stuff and, and, and I, I don't hide behind that. But what I had to be able to do is say, it's not just preachy Mark who believes this stuff. So I went, I called out to the world to ask people to share some very, very simple human acts of leadership that they've done in, in, in the business world. And um, I got flooded with people, mate, from all over the wow. world. So there are some really simple stories in there from people who've done amazing things to help another human being make make progress um the tool section is going more into some of the the tools that i've built to to help people build better connection a stronger sense of belonging and ultimately i'm going to say this better business results yep. and then the, the third part mate which is my favorite part of the, what i call the i told you so's <laughs> which is you know those moments where your gut was telling you something and then you went, no, 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 no. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to my head. I'm going to listen to the logic. And then three weeks down the track, yep. either someone says to you, I told you so, <laughs> or you say to yourself, I told you so. So I just share some, I just share some, I think there's about 30 different I told you so's. Now, one of them is don't, don't hire technically competent assholes. <laughs> I told you not to do that. You did it. Here's what happened. So, mate, there, what I'm trying to do in these books is to create something that people can read really yeah. easily. They can reflect on themselves and where they're at in their own management career, or even if it's as a, 
as a um, parent, a partner, a brother, a sister, whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, they're written really simply, mate. They're an easy read. People tell me they read them in, you know, 90 minutes to two yep. hours. Um, but I'm really proud that what I do know is people who have read them have um, taken them away and, and used some of the learnings to to become better versions of themselves and better that's humans. That's great. And that's the ultimate feedback from your point of view, I'm assuming, hearing that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you, um, given that we're both using this humans word um, throughout our projects that we're, we're taking on, why do you emphasise humans? What does humans mean to you? What a question. What a question. So I was just asked this the other day. Um, so to me, what the word means is really just, if I, if I put it into simple terms, it's turning up um, as the person that you are, which is made up of, of, of what you're hardwired to be, which is tribal, to be connected, to connect other people, to feel a sense of belonging to a tribe, but also to help other people feel that sense of belonging. You said it before, it's actually turning up as who you are and being happy, satisfied with what that is, not trying to be someone that you're yep. not. Um, so, you know, and, and, and let's throw some other words in there. Empathy, not sympathy. Um, care, compassion, um, love is another word as yep. well. That's an important one is that, you know, and, and, and the other side of it is, is just the ability to be able to look into that mirror and go, oh, I'm, I'm human, I am flawed, I am not perfect, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to be happy about learning from those mistakes and moving mm. on. So not trying to be something that you're, that you're not, I think is a really important yeah. thing that comes to mind with me on the human Perfect, word. perfect. I, I feel exactly the same and I think when um, putting this podcast together and, and titling it Humans, basically the, the, the snapshot of that is I want to feature people that are absolutely true to themselves and, and honest and and not only that not only that sort of a person but w- when they're on this podcast encourage them to be that and we and also be confident yep. that they would be that when when choosing sort of the guests and to date mate e- everyone I've been really really excited with and, and so proud to have on this um, podcast including yourself because there's not one bit of oh, there's not one episode that I've recorded that and this isn't, I'm not pumping myself up. This is purely based on the guests that I've had on where I can listen back and go, they're talking, they're not, they're not talking true to themselves there. Every single person I can listen back to and go, that is just them. They were being honest, you know, um, there's been some really honest sort of, um, and open conversations with people that are struggling with certain things and have really opened up and it's been, it's been great. It's been great. And, and I think, so far, um, using the word humans for the exact reasons you've spoken about is, is, has worked perfectly for me and, and I'm really proud to use that word as the title of this podcast. It's a, it's a strong word, I think. Oh, it's an, it's a, it, look, it, it's, a, it's a very, very strong word. The thing we've got to be really conscious of at the moment is, and if you watch a lot of advertising these days in the last six to 12 months, the H word's coming into everything and, mm. and I think we've got to be careful that we don't dilute yeah, well, yeah. it so it becomes the next the next corporate yep. buzzword. But with what you've just explained then and listening to a, a, some of your podcasts and seeing the people that you've got on them, like, mate, you're not trying to get 
you know, I don't know, maybe you are. You're not trying to get, um, everyone wants Gary Vaynerchuk on their <laughs> podcast. Everyone wants whoever it might be. And it's like, just get, and I'm, I'm not saying that Gary's good, bad or indifferent, but, you know, you don't have to be Gary or Tony Robbins or something no. like that. Just get yeah. human beings on that people can relate yeah, relatability. to. Um, I think, I think there's, there's an element of inspiration that's great. But there's also yeah. there's, there's also just a relatable piece to listening to listening to a couple of people talk that is inspiring as well without intentionally pushing an inspirational message if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And look, people often say to me like this question: they say, "What? Why? Do you, why this stuff? Why are you doing this work?" And um, and this is where they get to the essence of why I do what I do and why I'm human. Is like, man, I lost my dad to to suicide 18, 18 years ago, and um, and he left us a note because he had two goes at it and he's failed the first time. And his note said that he thought he was a burden. He no longer belonged. He was, he was in the way. And when I got to, when I left corporate and I got to sit down for a while and think about why am I actually doing this work? What, what the four words that came out for me were making every human belong. And it very much relates to the event that happened that here's someone very near mm. and dear to me who, for some reason, got to a point where he didn't feel like he belonged anymore. Now, I can't make human beings belong, but what I can do is help other human beings to find ways to make sure people don't feel like they're isolated. So I think there's a, I think there needs to be, go back to the thing about the sort of the inspiration all stuff, and that's all great, but there needs to be a level of, shit, I can relate yep. to this dude because... I've either I've been through something like that, or I know someone who has, and now now it makes sense. And that's the other thing for us as species, mate. We um we need to make sense of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know who is this Mark Labusto? Why is he doing this human stuff? Oh, you know he lost his dad to suicide. That that makes sense to me now. Does that make does yeah. that does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that? of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. I think everyone has moments that sort of that sort of trigger them to think differently sometimes as well um and and a lot of the case it's not you know it might be when they're in their 60s and that's fine but um you know for for me for me I, i i i reckon the moment i started really thinking differently about and this humans thing really started coming into my mind was about uh, three or four years ago when my daughter was diagnosed with autism and, and, and understand, yeah. well, you know, and understanding and learning and learning and learning. Um, and we're still learning my wife and I about, um, the way, the way her brain works and, and many, many other brains around the world work. You sort of go, yeah, shit. We're not all wide the same. We're, we're not, we don't all no. think the same. We see, we literally see and hear and think things differently. And, I know that's a bit of a throwaway line, but it's not. A lot of people go through life just thinking every single person thinks the same, and if you don't think the same, what's wrong with you? Now, yeah, and also if you don't, if you're the other one, if you don't think like yeah. me, what's wrong with you? And uh, you know, interestingly, um, that's one of the greatest downfalls and pitfalls I see for people who have been given the privilege to manage another human being, or. Um, Think about kids as well, mate. I um, podcasted with my son yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he's twenty six years old, he, mate. He loves this isolation stuff because he's been a gamer <laughs> since he was five. It's right up his alley. And, and he, 
Well, he told me something yesterday. He goes, because I asked him, I said, what about this finish off with, you know, what was something, some advice that you would have given me back then that I was doing that, that you wouldn't have given me because you were as old as you were, but you give me now. And he said, you needed to understand that what I was passionate about wasn't what you were passionate about. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. Yep. So, you know, you are a social misfit, Sam, because you're on your computer <laughs> for 16 hours of the day where you should be at the back hitting an off, learning how to hit an off drive from your old man who wants you to be a <laughs> test cricketer. Um, yeah. It's... And that was a big lesson yesterday, mate. So I think, as you said before, where, where are those moments when you realise? I don't think those moments ever no, stop. No, I, I should say, I, I did think that as I said it. It's not a moment, is it? I mean, there's moments throughout your life. There's multiple um, in a lot of cases. And like I said, you know, for you, there's been a couple, um, or there's probably been many, but a couple of real, really significant ones. And for myself, same thing, a, a couple of really significant ones. And then, you know, just I think the other thing, and, and uh, with you know, without going too deep into it, is when a moment does appear, just grab it for a while and, and just sort of um, just have a think on it for a while, break it down. And, and look, it might not be a game changer or a life changer, but it might be. Um, but don't don't discard yeah. something before you've actually had a, had a good look at it. And that's what we're very good at doing, mate. I call it the skillful art of work yeah. avoidance. <laughs> is what we do is we will go and park that thing because usually when we have to look at it, we've got to look back towards ourselves. Let's go right back to the start of the conversation. We've actually got to put the mirror mm. back on us. And what we would rather then do is let's park that away and let's go back to doing what we know how to do. So it might be what my job is. So I'll just go back and do my technical work because I don't want to deal with yeah. that moment because yeah. that's too hard. And, and I think what you said is great. Just stop in the minute. Again, two A's, awareness, adjustment. Is it useful if I did this work? Is it important? Yes. Tick the boxes. Go and mm. do the work. Don't run off to the, the the stuff that you like doing or the stuff that's yep. easy. Absolutely. Mate, this has been great. I feel like we could talk for another hour, but I better I better let you go. I know you've got a bus- <laughs> I know you've got a busy day. Um before you do at the human manager is your Instagram account. I'd love for people to go and check it out. Website is uh, www.marklebusk. It's L-E-B-U-S-Q-U-E. Beautiful. I will put I will put links um, in the um, descriptor of this episode. But um, and also the podcast, the Simply Practically Human, is a great one. There's some really, really great stuff on there. And um, look, I, I urge everyone to check it all out. Um, but you know, those in leadership roles in businesses, I'd, I think, would be re- something they could really benefit from from this particular podcast and website and everything that you do mark so um mate i really appreciate your time and, and thank you so much for coming on it's been great and let's catch up when we're allowed to in in, in person hey <laughs> would love to mate look again let's let you know the old um the old power of human connection mate um the connection that was made through a you know a colleague that we both knew to, to set us up to talk that's that's how this human thing works mate it's been Thanks a pleasure so much. thank you <laughs>